Welcome to the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, wife, mother of two and devoted homemaker. Join me on this journey as we explore the beauty of slow and simple living, where life unfolds at its own unhurried pace. I'll take you through my experiences of slowing down, tending to our allotment plot, finding joy in the little things and making the most of our small home. Together, we'll learn to live in harmony with the ever-changing seasons, discovering the magic that lies in embracing the present moment. So let's embark on this enriching adventure towards a more intentional and fulfilling life. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Slow Living Collective podcast. I'm Amy, and thank you so much for joining me today. Today, I'm super excited because I got to chat with Sarah from Sundays in the Garden. She has her own YouTube channel and Instagram where she shares what she gets up to on her Sundays in the Garden. And I invited her onto the podcast to come chat with me about all things growing ahead of growing season. So today we are going to dive into that. So without further ado, let's dive into the episode. Hey Sarah, it's so fantastic to have you on the podcast with me today and I'm really looking forward to diving into this episode and talking about gardening and and all of that good stuff and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So before we get started, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are? Yes, so my name is Sarah and I live in uh, Northamptonshire in the UK with my husband and my two little boys who are five and three and we live in a 1930s semi uh, in a town um, and we chose it because it was the cheapest house we could you know, like afford at the time <laughs> but had an amazing garden the garden is what sold it for me really I, I had like the garden in mind I was like the dream would be to have an allotment and we walked into the house and there was an allotment and I was like right yeah we're having this house, we're having this house. <laughs> um, so we have lived here for nearly 10 years now and uh, when we moved in uh, I had no clue about gardening really. Um, so we, I, my parents had done all the gardening in the past and I just kind of followed along and tried. I, I guess I must have like taken some in, but you don't feel like you have a clue. Plus all the stuff in this garden, I didn't even know what was here kind of thing. I, I don't know what that plant is. And we moved in, uh, I think it was March time. So the garden was quite quiet, but it was just coming into life again. And it was like watching this painting unfold throughout the year, watching it all come to life. And I thought, oh my gosh, what have we got? This is absolutely amazing. Um, so I spent the first four years learning about the garden, I think. Um, and yeah, just trying to get to grips with it all and keep on top of it. As you know, with these things, they just kind of go crazy. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I was learning. I didn't want to touch anything because I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So nothing came out. It all stayed in. Even <laughs> the weed, I wasn't even sure what was a weed and what wasn't a weed. So <laughs> everything just stayed. But I tried to just maintain it all. Uh, and started my like veggie growing journey so I learned all about all the different veggies and things and we did manage to grow quite a lot um, and then I had my two little boys so that meant the garden took a bit of a backseat for a few years but we still obviously maintained it kept going with our growing and things um, and then in the last year or so I have wanted to like take ownership of the garden and be like right we're not custodians we're not caretakers of this garden anymore I want to make it our family garden, like this is going to be our place. Um, so I'd learnt, by this point learned the plants I loved and the ones that I didn't love quite so much. So I've started changing some things. Um, some of the plants were getting so old they needed to come out anyway. Um, so yeah, we've been making some changes. And then in the last six months, I started my YouTube channel and 
to my Instagram page just to share what I'm getting up to, learning from other people because it's a great community, isn't it, out there? It's amazing. People yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah. So that's been great. I've learned even more. I've been sharing what I'm doing and made some great friends on there. And yeah, so that's where I'm up to, really. Excellent. So today, um, like as we're recording this, it's obviously sort of coming up to sort of, well, we were like at the end of January, like in the depths of winter still. Um, and I know uh, I'm eagerly awaiting the spring. I love this time of year. Like there's so much like hope, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so as we as this is this episode is probably going to air in the very early spring do you want to share some tips for staying productive and preparing for growing season um you know while it's cold outside people can always take those tips even if like it's for next year as they're planning yeah, yeah. uh so yeah I started li listing out some things when I was thinking about this question and um it got to be quite a long list so I'm gonna say, <laughs> get everyone to grab a cup of tea and maybe a pen and paper because it's like I was like okay this is this is long um, mm. I will go through what I've got down um so what do they have so uh my first thing is throughout the whole winter period and early spring don't stop planning take it as a time to be learning um because there's so much to learn all the time obviously we're learning constantly home ed and uh yeah. <laughs> but learning is all around us so yeah keep learning uh and dreaming, watching YouTube videos, reading blogs, you know, following things, um, looking at photographs from the past, you know, from your previous years, and keep that keeps me, me motivated when I'm seeing like what's happened before. But yes, planning, learning, dreaming was my first point. Um, <laughs> sort your seeds, um, because obviously we need to be working out what we're going to be sowing this year. So I've got all of mine uh, organized in like month by month. Uh, sort of sequences and things so that I keep on top of it and I've got rid of the old seeds that are out of date and that kind of thing although I would like to know I don't know if any of our listeners your listeners can comment on this or let me know some other way but when they're out of date are they really out of date do you know this you know, no, the we... only the only thing I know is that parsnips should own this parsnip seeds should only be sown in the year that that you know that they're yeah that, that, that they're bought in you shouldn't save yeah. them for another year but yeah I actually planted some lettuce seeds last year that were out of date and they worked so yeah. uh, I think it's always worth if you've got the space it's always worth giving it a go so I also was in chaos last year at the allotment because I put up a greenhouse for the first time last year and it was like yeah end of March the weather was so bad last year never got a weekend where you know because I needed like lots of hands to help yeah especially with two young children as well it was just mm -hmm. chaos um, <laughs> and it was the it's the tiniest like six by four greenhouse but it took so many yeah. people and so many hours mm -hmm. um but so I I didn't start sowing anything until like very early April because even though I've got tons of windows in my house, everything goes leggy. Everything. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, like I have more windows in my house than like an average house. Like every single one of my external walls has a window. <laughs> full of windows. Like yeah. the entire length is full of windows, but they yeah. still go leggy. Um, so yeah, I tend to I tend to wait. I'm one of like the, the the you don't need to plant it so early because it all yeah. catches up and, and yeah. that's that's more through necessity than anything but yeah. 
yeah last year I was in chaos because of putting up this greenhouse my shed was in absolute disarray and by the time I like sorted out like all my staging like literally the second the greenhouse roof was on I was like right I'm sowing everything and I went there oh, God, and yeah. sowed every seed but I found some second early potatoes buried under like in their netted bag uh, and I didn't find them till June or July and I was like these should have been in months ago and I was like Do you know what I'm gonna plant them anyway and they yeah. gave me the best crop of potatoes out of any other I planted last year so mm. I think like you can't always follow the rules absolutely yeah. not no yeah just yeah. go for it and yeah you know I, I think a lot of gardening and I'm sure you'd agree is actually just like figuring it out and yeah I'm working out what you've got going on in your area because everyone's growing space and light and soil and everything is so different yeah. it doesn't it's going to work for you just because it works for someone else or vice versa so yeah. yeah yeah just I think just give it a try because like worst case scenario it's not going to work but you know you can plant a seed that you've done it at exactly the right time exactly the right depth exactly the right spacing and it still won't germinate so right. like I think just give it a try definitely definitely yep so seed organizing and and yeah throwing throwing uh the kind of rule book out of the window definitely yeah um I've got down uh obviously so chitting your early potatoes if you want to be doing that um some people do that some people don't some people just whack them in like you say you just kind of go go for it um but uh, if you want to be doing that something you can be doing so you feel like you're doing something um if you've got anything out in the ground you can be protecting it from uh the cold with fleecing or you know squashes or whatever um pruning time for our roses for our tomatoes for our perennial plants for the fruit trees and things um prepping and mulching your beds again this this last year I've been much more organized and got all that done pretty much before Christmas bar a couple of beds whereas in the past that's all happened in the early spring or just before yeah. <laughs> so it depends where you're up to there's definitely no like there's never too late is it just do it yeah. when you have the time yeah absolutely checking your tools seeing what you've got whether you need to replace anything um I'm always breaking forks and uh, spades and things constantly with yes. tree roots and things like that <laughs> they're always like needed to be checked um Checking on any stored plants that you've got, like dahlia tubers, if you grow um, plants and flowers, um, anything you're storing over the winter, keep an eye on it because my dahlias, I, I pulled some of them out and they were still a bit damp. So I thought I'd stored them correctly, but I, one of the set of tubers had started to get a bit damp and it was going to start to impact the other ones. So yeah. just keeping an eye on all that sort of stuff. Um, any garden repairs before everything starts kicking off or allotment repairs um, before you're so busy with all of the actual planting, you can get all your sheds sorted and your uh, fences painted or anything you need to do like that um I sow my aubergines uh well I don't have much success with aubergines but uh, no, they're like my nemesis plant I need to figure it out <laughs> um, but I'm going to be sowing them sequentially from I've already sown some and I'm going to just keep going and hope that at some point I get an aubergine this year that's like yeah. my challenge yeah <laughs> You know what? Cucumbers were always my nemesis, always. So up until we had the allotment, we have a balcony. It's just one metre by four metres, but that's still quite a good space. And yeah. I, until we had the allotment, yeah, I just sowed everything and tried everything, anything and everything. Like yeah. I can guarantee that most vegetables I have tried on my balcony and there are relatively few that that haven't worked mm -hmm. you obviously don't get as big as a big of a crop as you do like 
you know in a, in a garden like directly in the earth but yeah you know I've even grown beetroot in hanging pots and, yeah. and all sorts but cucumbers I could never ever do I've tried everything killed them so many times last yeah. year I did them in the greenhouse and I I left them in the greenhouse I have a, a raised bed in one of the corners specifically I put it there specifically yeah. for cucumbers yeah um, and I had the most um, I had two plants and I had over 20 cucumbers last year that is amazing and I was like I've cracked it so you can guarantee this year I'll it will fail <laughs> yeah you're like well I know how to do it now no apparently not yeah yeah it's always like teaching us and keeping us in our place like, it uh... does I, I've said this before on this podcast when I've talked about um my allotment but the first growing season so I've had the allotment since October 2021 um and so our first growing season like full growing season was 22 and yeah. I had this uh just in in-ground bed I didn't do too like I prepped it you know because when we took over the allotment we did like quite a bit of work to get it how we wanted it um but I planted lo lots of beetroot and leek I you know I read their great companion plants did lots of like succession planting with them so I'd like did one row then a couple of weeks later I did another row I had the most thriving bed ever honestly I was so proud of it you know when you're like yeah. I'm amazing. I that. This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so we had so many beetroot, so much leek. And then last year in um 23, I went into growing season like I'm going to do that again. I'm just going to move the bed along one. Um and yeah, so I had like the most cocky amount of confidence ever. I was like, I know what I'm doing. This is amazing. Like I know how to do beetroot and leek are obviously cracking together. Did exactly the same thing. Did not get one. The whole <laughs> bed failed. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I know it's like when I'm doing my my um, YouTube channel or my uh, Instagram post, you sort of do something and yeah, you're telling people this is how I did it and this is what happened. Yeah. But actually everything should be taken with a pinch of salt, everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew uh, loofers once and then never since. And yeah. um, I did a reel uh, on Instagram last March, I think it was yeah and uh like no it must have been earlier than that it must have been like january february time like uh, about you know how like you can clip the end put it in wet paper helps it germinate yeah. um and then so somebody recently commented on it like did this work and i was like not this year it didn't <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's like if you, didn't, if you didn't see a follow through then don't ask that works fine yeah and actually it would work for some people so it's still it's still valid isn't yeah, it you know yeah, it, it would did work, work once but but not not in the year we're talking about yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I've had the same I did a tutorial for lavender plant uh, lavender propagation so cutting and growing on and roses both of them did really well for a period of time and now I'm not entirely convinced the rose is still doing well. I need to keep an eye on it. But I'm like, maybe, maybe it'll be fine. I'm just going to leave it there. But the, the lavender is fine. But yeah, it's this, it'll work sometimes and it won't others, won't it? Yeah. So, yeah. And, and there's and like, like you said, you know, everybody's got like different gardens, different light. They're facing different directions, different weather. You know, the weather can be, um, you know, beautiful here. And then like two hours away, like north of here, it, yeah. it's 
it's not so great. No, great. Yeah, yeah. It's very difficult. It's like, unless you have an allotment on my plot facing the same direction as me, probably don't listen to what I've got to say. <laughs> Even the soil might be slightly different or pegged yeah. differently. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you it's, can. It's you just, I think you just got to, I don't know. Most of my gardening is just winging it, to be honest. <laughs> that's the excitement. That's why gardening is so exciting, isn't it? Because yeah. if, I think if you just knew it and you learned it all and cracked it all and it was perfect every time, you'd be like, where's the where's the excitement in this? Where's the fun in this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just all like, you know, the ever-changing conditions. I think mm -hmm. like the first year we had the allotment in 2022 like we had a beautiful spring but last year's spring was like even when I was putting my tomatoes out I was like please don't die because it's still right. so cold <laughs> yeah and and, I, and vice versa we get the really hot summers don't we as well we're just like oh my gosh I'm trying to water everything but they're just getting completely yeah. yeah I I often find because the allotment is I mean it's not far from my house but you know you have to physically make the effort to get it rather than just like stepping outside the door yeah um I always find like spring is like my favorite season I think on on the allotment for growing um and you know like the I, I think starts from sort of like winter really like like you say organizing your seeds and making a plan like where am I going to plant everything what am I going to change any of the beds this year and and things like that and and then it, that follows into spring as you can actually get into sort of like more of a flow with everything and then yeah everything starts germinating you can start planting out but then once those heat waves hit in the summer I'm like yeah. we're in maintenance mode only yeah just like panic yeah <laughs> keep things going bless them all yeah yeah it's like I will I will come and I will water you but that's where the love is ending for now <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're on your own now do, 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 do what you do what you can exactly yeah <laughs> And sometimes I, I had a friend, Kyle, like she's a very keen gardener as well. And she has a beautiful garden at her house. And she came to the allotment um, last summer, like in August time. Um, and when I was texting her, she's like, oh, I'd love to come. I'd love to come. And, you know, we had the kids running around. And uh, I, well, I texted her beforehand and I was like, please don't judge my weeds because it's so hot. I can't be bothered to deal with them. No. <laughs> we had a birthday party for my oldest in our garden in May last year. And May is the time when things are going crazy aren't they we had like a lot of nettles growing and things and yeah we, we, we I, I use the nettles I've made like nettle tea and things so I don't yeah. you know even the net, everything's got its place hasn't it so I don't it want does. to cut everything back yeah yeah we've got nettles at the allotment um we actually moved one of our um old compost bins um and it was just like a, a you know like a homemade pallet one we actually inherited yeah. it um, we have moved our compost bin so many times. I think my husband's really pleased that this year there's no compost bin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because every year I'm like, well, well, we'll they were right in the middle of the allotment, and so we moved them to the far end. And then last year, I think it's I think did it, it snowed in like December, I think, and it pulled the weight of it pulled down one of the edges of the pallet, and so we. Yeah. We had figured that out, but underneath we we moved one one side of it, um, and underneath that, so many nettles grew up after mm -hmm. we sort of cleared. And we, yeah, we apart from making sure they don't encroach on the path that people walk through. Yeah, um, yeah, we, they're really beautiful, actually, aren't they? As well, they are stunning when they get flowers on them and everything. They're yeah, they're so useful for different things. Yeah, yeah. so good, you know, like making tea, which is so good. Fritters, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that actually I'm gonna. I'm hoping they're all gonna come back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
yeah right. and and we're just gonna leave that bed for nettles yeah and i think that's uh, wild areas of the garden are really important aren't they as well yeah, it's like making sure that i don't have too many wild areas <laughs> my like logic of being like it's fine it's all wild and everyone's like okay <laughs> but i'm always like oh my god i hope the people who like you know the council don't come around and be like uh what are you doing yeah <laughs> like, i'm just surviving just leave me be. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah the yeah. nettles yeah, I'm um I'm actually hoping that we can actually utilize them even more this year and mm -hmm. um yeah. Yeah, I mean forest school use them. We we go to a lovely forest school um uh, with my children and they always make beautiful things from wild resources. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, so they're really great inspirational. Uh I need to I mean, I don't think you can can you buy wild garlic seeds? I love wild garlic. I think you can. I think yeah. you can. I'm not sure how well it does in gardens. Um, yeah, because really I think good. it has to be sort of like near like a fairly damp, doesn't it? Because yeah. like we need yeah. forage for it. So our forest school, we have to like cross over like a little stream. Um, and it, there's always wild garlic growing on the bank. Not yeah. much in arm's reach, which is good because it means that it comes back year after year after yeah. year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I oh, I love wild garlic. But yeah. it's such a short little season as well. <laughs> I know, it really is, yeah. Yeah, but I think it I think it does grow in sort of more moist areas i don't think my allotment would it it wouldn't appreciate that <laughs> no, there's a few areas in our garden where it could do well because we've got a lot of trees in our garden and it's quite shaded and it does get it's like on a slope so the water does kind of drain down to one yeah. particular area so i have heard of people growing it in their garden so yeah, yeah it might work i can't give it a go i need to have a look into that that's for <laughs> yeah, more seeds to buy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always <laughs> oh my goodness I actually said this year I sorted out my seeds and uh I said I went downstairs and I declared to my husband we have so many seeds we don't need to buy anything and then the next day I went to Sainsbury's and I saw some seeds um for some black kale and we'd mm -hmm. recently been having we get uh the Riverford organic veg boxes and we'd recently okay. had some black kale in it and it was really really good I think it's probably the first time we'd ever had it yeah. and uh yeah, I was in Sainsbury's and I saw some seeds for some black cow and I was like, oh, 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 I'll get them. Yeah. And then where were we? I can't remember. Uh, and so I said, okay, I won't, I, I won't buy any more seeds. Apart from no, they won't be getting any more seeds. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I came home with um, some sweet peas and I've never grown sweet peas before, but my granddad grew sweet peas last year. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, I ended up buying four seed packets in the end and marigolds. I grew a lot of marigolds last year. I used them a lot in companion planting yeah, uh, and plant them uh, with my tomatoes. But also a lot yeah. of my allotment is for food growing. So it's nice to have like a little bit of colour as well. Colour of flowers and things as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I'm still buying seeds, and I, I really should stop. <laughs> and dahlias, I want to like because uh, I've only really got into dahlias in the last uh, year or two. I've been kind of building my collection of those, and every time I see a new variety that looks nice, I'm like, oh, maybe that one. I haven't got anywhere to put it. I haven't got any pots for it, but I will find somewhere. There will be somewhere for it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, my, my granddad said to me the other day, oh, it's time to start growing peppers, and I'm like, oh my goodness, because I do want to yeah. do quite a lot of peppers this year, and I'm like, yeah they're all gonna go leggy like yeah. too, I'm sure it's too cold in my greenhouse but I'm still adapting to that as well like um it's an unheated greenhouse having an extra space yeah yeah, yeah and just like knowing like you know when it says when it says so indoors 
how indoors, indoors yeah how, how indoors, indoors are we talking yeah. <laughs> are we talking un- unheated greenhouse indoors yeah. talking like in amongst the central heating <laughs> yeah yeah so. and actually that, that, that depends on the year as well doesn't it because if it's a warmer winter then you can get away with it potentially but then other years not so much so yeah yeah, yeah so I like I said I just think a lot of gardening is just excitement and then being yeah. like oh dear you didn't make it never mind yeah. <laughs> are you looking for a delicious way to live a more sustainable and mindful life look no further because i've got something special just for you introducing riverford organic your gateway to fresh organic fruit and vegetable boxes delivered right to your doorstep when you choose riverford you're not just eating organic you're supporting an ethical business that believes in food that's good for the planet and your well-being eating organic means you're savoring food grown with care free from harmful chemicals and absolutely bursting with flavor By choosing Riverford, you're supporting a business that is committed to sustainability, is employee-owned and passionate about reducing food waste. Embrace the seasons with a rotating variety of fruits and vegetables, fresh, local and in harmony with nature. Riverford has been a game changer for our family and I think it could be for yours too. There is nothing more exciting for me than grabbing my Riverford box off my doorstep on delivery day. But there's more. As a treat for you guys, you can enjoy a £15 credit towards your second order. Simply sign up at theslowlivingcollective.com slash Riverford to claim your credit and start your journey towards healthier, ethical and more seasonal eating. Yeah, this is definitely the best time of year where everything is possible. There is nothing off the table. Potentially, it could be the best year ever. And it's, yeah, it's so exciting. Yeah, one of my, um, the same friend that came to the allotment with me that about this time last year, I said, oh, I'm going to grow some loofahs again this year. Um, And loads of them have germinated. Would you like one? And she was like, oh, yes, please. And then in about July, she said, what happened to the loofahs? I was like, oh, mate, they all died. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't make it. Sorry, we'll try again next year. (laughs) I want to start kind of, uh, I often end up with excess uh, seedlings you know, that have germinated and I want to start trying to pop some out um, outside the front of my house because we live on a busy street in a town, obviously. Yeah. Um, and if I can get, you know, have some uh, for my neighbours and things because I'm really lucky we live on a, I think we, we are like the youngest people on our street um, in our 30s and 40s. Yeah. And everyone else is over 75, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> great, Emma. Everyone really looks out for each other. Everyone cares about my garden. You know, <laughs> everyone's oh, really. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah it's uh, wh- where we live. Like, so our balcony is south facing. So it is so hot out on the balcony. So mm. actually, last year, after all those years of growing on the balcony, last year I didn't. I was like, no, I'm just going to focus on the allotment. But now this year, I'm like, no, I'm going to do the balcony again. <laughs> Because things like peppers do absolutely amazing. Yeah, any Mediterranean sort of uh, fruit and veg, yeah, would love that. They just do so, so well. But peppers at the allotment don't. They died Mm. last year. So, um, yeah, I'm going to rework my ideas. Yeah, where you do, where you you plant things and what's going to work best where. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's just, this time of year, I think, is just so exciting. Like, there's so much promise. (laughs) Yeah. It's all going to be brilliant. I don't know if I, do I have anything else on my list for jobs. I've got feeding the birds. If anyone you know, feeds their birds, we've got lots of birds in our garden. So feeding the birds, you can be planting bulbs and things in the green if you want to, you know, if, if there's things you've missed, you can buy uh, tulips and things, can't you? And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it really. That's pretty much my list, I think. 
excellent <laughs> so um also we've been obviously we're, we're recording this in the winter and we've been talking about winter and like we said there's a lot of promise this time of year but it's also a good yeah. time for reflection so if you think back to like last growing season what was like this aha moment or maybe a mistake that you learned the most from for me um, it's be beetroot and leek yeah <laughs> you thought you knew and actually you didn't yeah, yeah I have no idea yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah no that is uh so there's two things I wrote down um and we've probably touched on bits of this in our earlier conversation but um one is I had a we, when we moved in there was an amazing fuchsia plant um on one side of our garden which was stunning and every year it got better and better and better and it was just beautiful uh one of my favorite plants in the garden and then i think it was last no, it was the year before when we had the really hot summer so not last year the year before um it appeared to die and i so i was cutting back the dead branches and stems and cutting it down and down and trying to find some green or some sign of life in it and I was getting lower and lower and I was like oh my gosh no um and it pretty much got back to the floor with no signs of life and I was like right what am I going to do I'm absolutely I, I was nearly crying you know when it's like when you have yeah. strong attachment to things so I was really sad um and I was like okay I'm going to have to bite the bullet and dig it up and buy a new plant because I can't be without one I love them so much and yeah um I'll have to just start again but I was like no I can't bring myself to do it I can't bring myself to dig it up so I left it and just thought I'll deal with that next year I'll leave it and see what happens and it came back to life next year you know this year it was it emerged from this little stump and it was absolutely beautiful last year again it's much smaller um, and I'm assuming next this year it hopefully be bigger yeah. um, but that was my big aha moment of okay you know there's always hope in the garden yeah. when you've got a plant that, that you love and you think it's beyond hope don't give up on it immediately give you know for a perennial plant give it that time give it at least a year see what happens next year before you remove it um because it did look dead I couldn't see any sign of life in it but it it's beautiful and it's back so yeah give things time there's always hope um was a big aha moment so I will always do that and I think for even things that you're sowing annually you know you can give if, if it looks like a slug has eaten most of it uh, give it a little bit of time you haven't got to rip it out straight away sometimes they can come back can't they so yeah yeah absolutely yeah. it's funny when we took over the allotment we took it over in um, October and there was still so much produce there um mm. and oh, like so I've been thinking like oh you know I never really do that great with brassicas because I only have like you know like the small netted cloche um mm. and and they very quickly sort of like get like room, and so I've been thinking like oh what am I going to do that's you know we try and not because it's the allotment we try and repurpose a lot of stuff um and you know I sometimes I see such beautiful things in people's gardens like beautiful like brassica cages and and everything yeah. and I'm like oh how can I make my own out of what I've got I have yeah um and then so I I'd like I was thinking like oh you know if I if I take the net off then they're just going to get eaten but actually when we took over our allotment we had the biggest cabbages you have ever seen unnetted and yes yeah. like the the like the bottom leaves had been chewed and like when when I pulled them out of the ground I was like right you guys are not coming home with me like <laughs> picking off little 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 slugs and stuff but yeah they were so big that you only had to pull a few a few leaves off and you were just you know an uneaten leaf 
and so it got me thinking like you know I wonder if I might try this year like start them obviously when they're tender and small start them off under the netting but then when they get to the point where they're busting out I might just give it a try just give it a try without a net and see like I do you know my garden is like as organic as humanly possible I don't use any like pesticides or anything and I try companion Mm -hmm. planting um you know a lot of my neighbors at the allotment use like slug pellets and things like that and I'm like no you're not coming anywhere I don't we've got too much wildlife we've got children and we're not doing that and also it's not it's not the point of having food in your garden is that you've got this yeah this um lovely organic material it's got all this pesticide going into the soil it defeats the point really but yeah yeah. and so (laughs) I, I did read, I can't remember where I read it, that it can take about five years, I think like a cycle of five years, for the, the soil to almost regenerate itself from yeah. um, if pesticides have been used on it. Um, and so obviously we have no idea what the soil, like what the person before us used um, no. in terms of no. the soil. So we are, this will be our third year, so I feel like we're at least, if we presume that they used chemical based product on it um, we're over halfway there (laughs) yeah we're getting there to you know sort of regenerate I like I plant things out and my neighbor is always like he's lovely he's so nice but he's always like you need to put slug pellets around that and I'm like not on your life (laughs) no way nowhere near my garden and I'm always it's funny I'm always so nervous that he's gonna chuck some down thinking he's doing a good deed and I'm like if I see those little blue pellets anywhere near my stuff I'm gonna go mad I figure as well, like my garden is a, you know, like it's full of wildlife and it is, you know, a one. It's to... an ecosystem, isn't it? Yeah, you've got a little ecosystem in your space. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, you know, if if the slugs eat something, like, then I fed the slugs, okay? They are an important yeah, part of, of the yeah. ecosystem. And that's where companion planting comes in because you can plant things that the like, slugs are going to probably gravitate to more than what you're planting, what you're hoping to eat. And yeah. having making this lovely, lively ecosystem means that other creatures will be eating the, you know, be being your slug control for you, hopefully, and that kind yeah. of thing. You know, you're trying to welcome everyone into the garden and even yeah, balance. Actually, it's just balance. Yeah, the first year that I'm, I grew on the allotment, I actually grew an entire bed of radishes, which is ridiculous because I don't like radishes. <laughs> but there's such a quick turnaround plant that I felt like very yeah. inspired by, like, look, things growing. <laughs> Um, and actually they encouraged all of the slugs and snails uh that they actually left most of the rest of the garden alone because they were all in that bed I mean it when I pulled the radishes out it was so grim (laughs) it was so disgusting I had to I was like picking them up and putting them in like a a bucket and then we rehomed them all in the there's like a quite a big hedge (laughs) along the side of our allotment and uh it was gross there was so many of them and it was like a race against time because we were like popping them in the bucket Um, but then you know they were trying to make their way out the side <laughs> so, out again, yeah. Yeah. so but I'm actually thinking like I might plant like some sacrificial radishes in a bed like I yeah don't, like a small patch where I plant all the radishes and then just see if they'll just leave everything else alone and if you find any slugs on anything else you can just pick them up and pop them on the radishes and hopefully they'll yeah. be happy there and stay there <laughs> Yeah, and just I heard it definitely yeah, worked that first year. That's not to say that it will work again, but, but I might just give it a try. Yeah, as we I, know, 
garden, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely won't work again. <laughs> Not based on <laughs> the current. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just thinking like things like that, like you say, just um, you know, they'll probably gravitate towards things that are more, you know, their cup of tea and maybe leave everything else alone. So mm-hmm. but yeah, I am gonna try yeah, very am, good idea. I, I think I am going to try brassicas unknitted. So it probably won't go well. But if I can get an established plant. Our issue, I think our issue with um, brassicas is the pigeons in our area because we have so many pigeons being yeah. in a town, I guess, and, and being like a, lots and lots of trees around and things. So they're the issue I have where I have to net them because they will just eat the entire lot, bless them. And I'm like, oh. and I try and feed them other things. We obviously do feed the birds in the garden, but. When it's a brassica, they much prefer the brassica than anything else I've got to give yeah. them, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, we don't tend to, or I haven't knowingly um, had a problem with birds at the allotment. So, um, mm. yeah, I'm just going to give it a try. And I think that's, a, that, like I said, that's a lot of the fun of gardening. Just, yeah, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the season, I can be like, well, that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, they're not currently yeah. working in my garden. So, uh, it's no different if I try something new so exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah. we're gonna definitely gonna give well, that. good luck hopefully it'll work <laughs> I will report back I'll let you know let me know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> whether it works or not but I, I was when I was thinking about it I was thinking like oh yeah when we got the allotment they they weren't netted um and I actually I actually told this story on a recent podcast episode but um I was talking to my granddad about um brassicas and he was telling me so his dad used to have an allotment so my granddad's about to turn 89 um mm-hmm. his dad so we're talking like a really long time ago now um his dad used to have a couple yeah. of allotments and he told me when I was saying oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do about, about my brassicas I always get like eaten by the slugs and he said when my dad had an allotment he used to plant his cabbages in the gully between his earthed up potatoes um and I said and so he's telling me so he's like you know when you plant your potatoes and then earth them up and um and and, you know as the shoots come through earth them up again he said he always used to then do like a row between them um of cabbages and I was like did he put netting on it and he went no like like I just said the most outrageous thing no (laughs) (laughs) and uh yeah so um I guess maybe the the shoots of the potatoes maybe covered up. Yeah, like yeah, that's oil. amazing. That's perfect companion planting at its best, isn't it? Really? Yeah, using yeah, so, its, its full potential. Wow. Yeah, so I'm. I think I'm going to try that this year as well. Definitely. Yeah, uh, and when I was telling my mum, I said, uh, you know, Granddad was telling me about the like earthing up the potatoes. I was like, this means I'm actually going to have to earth up my potatoes this year. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah. <laughs> But it's worth it to just and and I think that's like a lot of the kind of gardening I do is just experimenting and just seeing I'm always at the allotment doing something especially sort of I guess around like May June time on my phone like what can I companion plant with a whatever Uh, yeah uh, and um just yeah just figuring it out well, I, just, I bet your grand uh, your granddad's uh you say your granddad's father that we're talking yeah about yeah him. yeah I, I bet he didn't necessarily learn that from someone perhaps he just decided to give it a try and it worked and it became the thing he did and everyone's got those things haven't they which maybe other people don't do but works for them in their space so yeah 
Yeah, and so they're only from, like, when he was growing up, he was only up the road from here. So, you know, similar location. Okay, weather patterns have, have probably changed in the last yeah. 60, 70, yeah. 80 years. But, um, yeah, I just figure it's like, like I said, my brassicas aren't currently growing well in my garden. So I almost have nothing to lose. I'm going to be growing potatoes anyway. Uh, and that yeah. that gully between that I don't currently do, but that gully between would be wasted space. So, um, yeah, another thing I, I love that idea. I think I might do the same. We'll have to report back to each other. That yeah, really yeah, see if it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many different things, isn't there? And I think that's why, like, places like Instagram, like when I joined Instagram, like my account has evolved, I guess, a little bit over time. But when I joined Instagram, it was, um, I used to have an old account, but the, the account that I'm on now, um I just solely did gardening stuff um mm. and then you know so I've I mean I've been a content creator since I was like 21 I'm about to turn 39 so it's like almost to me like really inbuilt in me if I've got like if I'm not creating something like it's just like a nice creative outlet for me um yeah. and so like through the winter when I didn't have a lot of gardening stuff to share I was like Ugh, which is why I guess my account evolved to like gardening and slow living and and then everything yeah. else that came out of that and um, but you know I think they oftentimes go hand in hand like they do yeah I yeah. just think like even just like you know there's nothing more mindful I think than just having your hands in the dirt and like planting out a row of what whatever it is like yeah. it's just such like peace you know yeah. I often go to you with the seasons and it connects you with yeah it connects you back to nature doesn't it and that's yeah. where yeah. I, I always find the most joy yeah yeah. yeah, I just think it's, um, you know, like there's been times where, you know, I'm at the allotment, I'll put my phone down. And actually something I do quite a lot is I will record like a time lapse of me um, at the allotment. So I couldn't even pick up my phone if I wanted to because it interrupts yeah. the content I'm creating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I just, um, yeah, I just go and have my hands in the soil and it's just like me and my thoughts sun beaming down on my back and yeah it's just nice yeah that's what I'm finding the balance with now actually because obviously up until six months ago I wasn't creating content for gardening related things um so that's what I'm finding the balance of now of how much do I film of what I'm doing and how much do I just go out and put my phone away and enjoy what I'm doing for the sake of enjoyment and relaxation yeah um, so yeah I'm, like today I'm not going to be filming any of what I'm doing I'm just going outside to be outside and I'm going to enjoy my garden yeah um, and then yeah yeah it's nice and I often find like if I do want to record something like I said a time lapse is great because I'm doing it anyway and I often think that when yeah. I record time lapse stuff whether it's at the allotment or whether I'm you know at home I'm going to be mm -hmm. doing this anyway so yeah it, it doesn't matter whether I record it or don't record it and um yeah at the allotment there's loads of like little reels of me like whipping around watering and <laughs> It's so fun, even for me to watch my own, this sounds a bit big headed, but to watch my own content back, I'm like, oh, this is like, I love watching people like doing things yeah. really fast. And it's so yeah. pleasing. It's, it's really motivating to then do it again as well, isn't it? Yeah. You're just yeah. Like, oh, yes. yeah. Often if I put something in my stories, like people will be like, I find it so relaxing watching you like write. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. it's funny. So, yeah, I just, you know, I will often 
um, just stick my phone on time lapse. And I was actually watching one the other day because I was like, I want to do more gardening content uh, this coming year um, than I think yeah. I did last year, almost a return to, I guess, the year before. And um, mm -hmm. I was watching uh, an old reel of mine because um, I was saying to my husband, I was like, some of my old gardening reels, like the numbers on them are ridiculous, like yeah. really ridiculous. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I was watching one and it's just one of me at the allotment. And most of it is just a time lapse. <laughs> but most of it is me talking to my neighbor one side, then talking to <laughs> my neighbor the other side. And then my mum shows up and I stand talking to her. <laughs> it's just like, I don't you don't get a lot of my life. Yeah, <laughs> I get any gardening done that day because it no. just seems like I spent all my time just talking. <laughs> yeah, now I had a video like that where I did time lapse and my some of my neighbours, my elderly neighbours, all came to chat to me out the front of the garden and it was lovely. But it is, it's just that people enjoy watching that kind of thing because it's a little window in your life and it's so relaxing. And if I'm going to be online, the garden world is where I want to be because yeah. it's so relaxing. You know, you're not being fed all this stuff of buy this, do this, this little palm seeds you know obviously yeah. I was like oh new seeds and new yet but um no, yeah, we I, are you big. feel like you're being sold to as much do you I, I think it's less like people are trying to kind of force you to, out there to be uh buying things and you're actually just get out there and do things and be and learn and it's a really really relaxing place to spend time I think yeah I I agree I think uh, the seeds is the only thing but we're all just like seed enablers I think I, I'll see yeah. someone's buying <laughs> seeds and I'll be like a good idea <laughs> maybe I should yeah. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I'll have to like no. know, have a double decker Find my own. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I'm gonna grow it my greenhouse last year was so bursting I was thinking where am I gonna plant all this stuff <laughs> where is it gonna I go saw this last year I saw that they were advertising well, that lots of people on the Instagram garden community were um doing secret santa seed secret santa i did see I, like, I need to get involved in that next year i'd love to do that that'd be it amazing is, it <laughs> is amazing honestly i did it this is the second like look, the christmas just gone's the second christmas that i did it and it is so fun like i i am all like i'm always so grateful like when i open it like you know and see like the little well firstly the time people take to select seeds yeah. for you and then like um the one I got this year um uh, you know that the the person who did mine you know she was writing like this is my favorite thing to grow or I got these seeds from this place and yeah it's just incredible and uh you know I have I've had like just stuff that maybe I wouldn't have naturally thought of um mm -hmm. and it's really good as well because uh like when you sign up you have to say what kind of growing space you have um like what sort okay. of things you grow so then people can I guess tailor the seed selection towards that yeah and I you know when I was doing it this year um for the person that I did it for you know I was the same like I am um, one of the seeds I gave them was lemon balm I love growing lemon balm so yeah. it's like it, it's just really nice and it makes you feel really good Warm and, cozy, yeah. and it's just like yeah. more seeds <laughs> more things to more try. Seeds, exactly. yeah and, <laughs> and maybe things that you've not tried before and that you wouldn't naturally think of like last year um somebody sent me pak choy and you know I had actually never grown pak choy before and so I was no. like oh, that's good a boletto beans as well like yeah, yeah just yeah. amazing stuff and the person who was my last year's 
the year before last 22 um uh you know she sent me some seeds and was like this would be great for your kids and and all like it's just so nice and I think it's a really nice part of like the gardening community on Instagram and I actually I mean I took compared to so my previous account was all like um like motherhood stuff I solely did like Mm -hmm um motherhood um and gardening feels so much better like the gardening my yeah. <laughs> living community yeah. it just feels nicer like I don't share a lot of my children um I don't ever share yeah. places don't ever share their names um mm. and while they might the back of their head might crop up occasionally I actually try and make it so like my account is about me it's not about you know, motherhood is just part of who I am. And yeah. um, I really enjoy the gardening community on Instagram. Like, I love seeing people like putting up new greenhouses and like, I'm excited yeah. for people. I'm for like, them, oh, yeah. Like, um, I, I can't even remember the account name, but she uh, she's recently like, like they've built their own greenhouse in their garden. And I'm like, oh, I'm so, like, she's so excited. I'm excited now as well. Like, yeah. I know how exciting it is to get a greenhouse and yeah yeah I, I know just... actually the reason it's so great is because we literally were saying this is the most exciting time of the year for us and we're watching everyone else get excited and seeing their things pop up so you're literally like amplifying your own experience by watching yeah. everyone else doing it as well it's great yeah yeah and it's just it is like a really nice space and that's why like although I love like slow and simple living is also a lovely space as well and I think they just very much go hand in hand um yeah and it's yeah that's why I'm like I want to share more of my garden this year than I did last year because I didn't so much last year for many reasons um but yeah you know I just I really enjoy and you know like when you you like harvest something and like everybody in the gardening community is like so excited about your carrots and it's like yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but I get it because I'm really excited about their carrots yeah Yeah, so it's just it's just a really really nice place to be I think and you know and other people who aren't in the gardening world just don't get it really do they so you're you're sitting there even my husband he he's he enjoys our garden but he's not the same level of passion as me so I'll be sitting there waffling on for half an hour about something and he'll be like "Uh uh-huh and then you you we we can talk to each other and we both get it the energy is there because it's just so exciting (laughs) yeah and it's yeah it's just nice to you know just just go online and just see what everybody else is doing and see their space I, I'm always so inspired I've been I don't know if you've seen recently like B&Q were doing like an offer on like the metal raised beds I have seen so no, I haven't seen it I've seen yeah. so many people buying them they've they've been reduced from like some I don't know something silly like 65 pounds to like 25 pounds and I've been like I'm so influenced I'm yeah. so influenced <laughs> don't do it don't do it and I'm like where would I put them and like I'm still not convinced that I'm not gonna like just suddenly pick up and go oh I have to get just one yeah yeah so like you know but there's so many things like that and even that like like you say you feel like you're not being sold to but even when people share the things that like they're they're using or or whatever you're like yeah I'll buy that like if yeah but I need it yeah uh, but it's it's just helpful isn't it it's a really helpful place where you yeah you're actually learning about things and you're seeing what's working for other people and giving it a go exactly that yeah 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 so yeah that's our endorsement of gardening 
Instagram. Get on there. Yes. yes. <laughs> I think you should. I think everyone should. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish I'd done it earlier because I would have learned even more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, uh, I just think there's like excitement. And I don't think like everybody on gardening Instagram, not, everybody's not there like, I, I want to be like a famous influencer. Everyone's just like, look at my parsnips. <laughs> They're amazing. <Yeah. laughs> Are you ready to slow down and embrace simplicity, even in the midst of life's imperfections? I've got just the thing for you. Discover my free guide, Imperfect Slow Living, designed to help you find peace and simplicity in your everyday life, no matter what it looks like. Slow down and breathe unwind and rediscover calm no matter how hectic life gets. Simplify your life one step at a time with practical tips. You don't have to be perfect to enjoy the beauty of slow living. It's time to make a change. Visit theslowlivingcollective.com slash slow living to download your free guide today. Start your journey towards a more deliberate and intentional life. So living isn't about perfection, it's about finding peace in the imperfections of life. Download your guide and embrace a simpler, slower and more meaningful life. That's the slowlivingcollective.com slash slowliving. But looking ahead to growing season, um, yes. because it's coming at us, so excited. Yes. What is on your wish list for new things to try this year, whether it be plants or veg or whatever? Mm -hmm. Um, so we mentioned aubergine. Uh, I always try it. So it's not new, but it's on my wish list to be able to grow uh, successfully for the first time. That'd be great. Uh, and I'm, I think sowing sewing as many of them as possible, as early as possible, and then staggering it and probably trying different locations is one of my big wishes for the year. So keep a lookout for that. Because <laughs> if I grow an aubergine, I will be like skipping around the garden. So that would be really cool. And I will be so yeah, excited so, for you, and so will the yeah. rest of the garden in Instagram. Everybody will be yeah. so excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they are they are one of the one, once you get kind of a good space for them. I think people can do them quite well, can't they? But it's just yeah. getting them getting them started and finding the best time for you again with your space. And I haven't found it yet, but I will this year, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> and then I'm really excited to grow more daily. If I want to create like a dahlia jungle on our um patio area because we've got all the allotment area at the back and then a more wild area in the middle of the garden our pond on the left and then I would like to have some dahlias in pots on the patio area so I've got a few different varieties and Nordwick glory that look really beautiful and I want to try different heights and different varieties of those that's exciting me this year um, and then the right hand area of the sort of central bit of our garden is the bit that I haven't made any stamp on of myself yet at all um, so that's like a wish list for the year to work out what I'm keeping in there take out perhaps what I don't want there's like a big barbarous plant which are, are, are nice they're nice plants they're really pretty in the winter but they've got so many spikes on it doesn't really work for having young children in the garden because they're yeah. often kicking a ball over that way and they're quite dangerous eye height spikes and things and so I, that might have to either come out or or be cut back significantly um, but then working out what's going to go in that space because uh, I'm not I need to learn more about um, shaded planting and things like that. What's going to work in the shaded areas? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a big wish is to sort of get some more ferns perhaps in that area. We mentioned wild garlic earlier. That might work well in a sort of shaded right. down area. So something like that and just kind of get that area to become our garden, not 
someone else's garden that we're just trying to work out what we want to keep so yeah that's kind of another what about you have you got a big um, this year I have the big the biggest goal is to achieve my beetroot and leek bed again that is yes. every time I think about the garden this year I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna do it <laughs> I'm gonna come back from my failure yeah um, I think um one of the things I think I'm gonna do this year is I want to build <laughs> I want my husband to build I don't want to build it and he's interested in building it he's not he's he's the same like he enjoys the allotment and he'll help me out with things I've been I've been injured which is probably the reason why I didn't do so much last year I've had like really sore pectoral muscles for most of last growing season which made it really difficult like I was always in there doing the heavy work but it was really so I'm, I'm trying I'm still not it's still not right it was on one side now it's on the other side um but I think a lot to do with positioning of breastfeeding and things like that it just doesn't yeah, help yeah um yeah so I want to grow some I want to do I want to change how I grow my strawberries and I want to do it more like um I guess like higher up with them dropping down um so mm -hmm. at our local farm they do they have literally like steel poles um uh, like upwards and then steel poles across and literally like have them growing almost like in I, I think they just have them growing in pots but um yeah. like maybe a piece of gutter in where I've got spare gutter in at the allotment things like that where they can just like cascade down but then also yeah. I can then grow underneath so maybe my double decker allotment idea might come to fruition <laughs> Yeah, you should do that. Oh my gosh, the double allotment. That would be epic. Love to do that. Yeah, so yeah, nice utilizing different spaces and heights and things and being like learning how to grow up as well as across. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'd like to figure that out. That's something I'd like to do. Um other than that, um it's funny, when we took over the allotment, it was pretty much a blank canvas. There was like some there was some produce or quite a bit of produce there, but we wanted to change quite a bit of it around like so the middle of the allotment had um it did have the compost heaps on the side but then all of the middle section was almost like this massive like pumpkin and squash patch which was lovely um by the time we got to them they'd pretty much all rotted so they're yeah. everywhere so I am pro at growing squash that I didn't plant on my allotment oh, yeah <laughs> We had that with potatoes when we first moved in, in various beds, they were just popping up everywhere every year, and I thought, I thought I put all of those out, but no, they were still there, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, all, every year you will always find a random squash growing, I'm like, what? what is it now? <laughs> just in my tomato, so I actually put my tomatoes in um, a raised bed last year, we made some raised beds, um, and we used a homemade compost, which obviously had a squash seed in it because <laughs> right in the middle of the bed, <laughs> a big squash appeared. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm, I'm uh, one thing I did last year was, you know, we when we had sorted out all the beds, I literally had like multiple beds with um, like little pathways between them so I could be either side. But something we did last year was extended to make a very large bed um almost like traditional allotment right so with yeah, just rows and yeah. rows and rows um and so we did that in one bed and I actually really enjoyed it just had like a plank of wood going through where I could step on it and water and I liked it was quite wild quite untouched yeah. um and so I'm going to do a second large bed so almost like 
did all this work to create all these beds and now I'm taking all the basically them back together again. Yeah. yeah I'm taking the pathways out in between. Um and so I should then have a, basically a mixture of some very large beds, some raised beds, and then um I've got a very, very long about one side. It's it's like a mixture for me, um, making it so the kids can run around and you know it doesn't matter what they tread on they're they're so little you know mine they're they're four and two um and you know they they pick things out they tread on things and you know it we're easy going if you you tread on it you tread on it Um, yeah and so um it's yeah just just figuring out that big bed really most of the allotment when I went back to look at it um it it looks fine like I don't feel like there's a lot to do which is nice because every year it has been a lot to do ahead of growing season but other than you know just making sure everything's ready for planting which is a long way away yet a lot of the stuff um you know I I generally you know will grow in the greenhouse first um but even if I do direct so it's going to be a long time yet so um yeah there's there's actually not much the a lot of our allotment outside of the beds is grass um, and something we bought last year was a strimmer. Um, and I know it's not ideal because then you just spray bits of grass everywhere, <laughs> but also there's grass everywhere anyway. So yeah. it just makes it much more manageable, especially when I wasn't, you know, I wasn't able to do so much last year and just tidied it up a little bit. Um so yeah. yeah it sounds like your wish list is to get back out there and recreate the year you had two years ago and, yeah. and, and learn more and build on that kind of thing yeah. yeah and almost like so last year was good we had good harvest um but you know like being injured really sidelined me a lot and and while I don't feel 100% better um and I know I can't do like when we when we're carving out this this new big bed I know my husband's got to do that work um because you know if I aggravate it then it just it will ruin me for the whole season again um so yeah we just uh I'm just looking forward to it this year I felt like last year wasn't as good and I feel like I need to fall in love with it again um because it was really difficult last year yeah Um, so yeah I mean I've had that as well where I felt overwhelmed with it when periods of life have been different or I've been working differently or the children have been younger and it does feel sometimes overwhelming doesn't it and you just need to kind of yeah get that get that love back again yeah yeah and I think winter always helps you sort of like recalibrate a bit and just think like like literally especially on gardening Instagram the clock strikes midnight and it's January 1st and everyone's like what seeds no, are you there yeah we start sowing our seeds <laughs> and so like I think I actually saw somebody share a quote the other day and it's like, you know, basically along the lines of like gardening doesn't start in the spring. It starts in like January with hope. And, yeah, I, yeah. and I think it's so true. Like, you know, as soon as as soon as Christmas is out of the way, we're like, right, let's yeah. get on it. Yeah. <laughs> so that, like you said earlier, the simple things like sorting your seeds and making a pl- every year I draw out my allotment and I draw out my beds and Me I do. <laughs> and I figure out what is going where. And you know what? I rarely follow that plan, but I 
true, yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. every second of being like, well, that plant, you know, that's a good companion plant for that. And so they could go in that bed. And and then when I actually come to planting it out, I generally haven't even bought the plant with me. It's at home. Right. Right. <laughs> and where I can just, I put it? Where's it gonna fit? Yeah. <laughs> I just go for it. And um, but but that's a really enjoyable part of it. Mm-hmm. Is actually Definitely. planning, even if you don't follow that through, it's just a yeah. Just a, just a craft activity, really. <laughs> but um, so we've mentioned about how, like, you know, we garden, you know, our husbands enjoy being out there, our children, et cetera. Um, how do you incorporate, like, gardening with an outside time, you know, with your family? I know you home educate as well. Yes, um, yes. So how do you incorporate yeah. that and your gardening? Outside time is really important to us I think it's important to children in general isn't it children well your younger son earlier we've had a little chat earlier didn't we he's like not such a a keen outside at the moment but it is that they love they get so much so many skills from being outside um so we try and get outside as much as we can we did do the um thousand hour outside thing last year but I kept it up for about half the year making a note of it and then I lost track because it got crazy and I was like I can't do this every day I can't keep making a note of it all and so I just but I will try and do that again another year for sure um but yeah we get outside as much as we can um when the boys were younger it was hard we haven't really got a child-friendly garden because we've got a pond we've got a greenhouse we've got lots of sort of sharp edges and you know concrete and things um but so that was like just a a managing exercise where one parent would be in charge of the kids while the other one was doing whatever needed to be done and we just kind of juggled that and then now they're getting older um it's the perfect garden for them particularly with home ed because they're just learning all around them all the time um so we do my oldest has done things like uh tally charts of the newts in the pond and tally charts of the frogs in the pond and they obviously get involved with the seed sowing now so they're understanding where their food's coming from and the whole growing process and what plants need for growth which is I think part of the curriculum somewhere if they were at school you know they'd be having to learn that but they already know it even my youngest we know would understand sunshine water you know mm-hmm. warm soil um and they watch the life cycle of the frogs so they're watching you know the biology elements in the pond um and yeah they we just get out there wherever they can they bring their friends over we build tents uh we climb trees yeah it's 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 just a great space so we're really lucky to have it yeah what about you guys yeah so um obviously so we've only got a, a balcony where we live um but I mean we spend so much time at the allotment even even last year you know where I'll say it wasn't my best year in the garden we had some amazing times at the allotment so you know especially through the summer or I say I guess late spring the days are long through into the summer like we'll often like pack up our food um and just go eat at the allotment so I when we set up the allotment one end of it was like completely nothing they're basically I've got a very long and narrow allotment and um one end was just like covered in like tarp um and so I pulled it all up we like leveled it off we got a free shed so we put that up there and it almost like naturally became like I guess like a patio end of the um allotment and it works really well for us I know other people like will really utilize like every section but with the children 
so we've got um a six by a small six by four shed and we've got another little storage shed as well um and then between the two of those we built like a raised bed and it's got we put some just like um flowers i'll just go and get um like pick something up with my daughter we like from the uh, garden center that she wants and they've got like she loves fairies so they've got like you know like the ceramic um like yeah. fairy garden stuff the garden. Yeah, yeah um and then we've got the greenhouse up that end and and almost in front of the greenhouse we basically put down some um you know the like the fabric that's the weed fabric yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and covered it in wood chip so it makes like a little patio place so we'll we'll get there open the shed up open the greenhouse up get chairs out um the kids have got like these cute little plastic chairs we got them from the garden center um and i mean they pretty much spend their whole life there snacking that's yeah. what they do yeah, yeah snacks are always <laughs> useful yeah <laughs> snacking and digging and so it's nice to have like this sort of like patio section where yeah. we can just if we so there were times last summer where we would like literally just go not for any reason you know I've got I mean I will always end up doing something I'm always like tinkering with with something but um yeah it's nice you know we'll go up and have our, our dinner there and you know like the peak of summer you can sort of stay there till like 9 30 ish yeah um, so there's no there's no outside lighting or anything so you know I've been there so many times through every time of year where like the sun is setting and I'm like <laughs> You know, <laughs> <get home>. yeah. <laughs> or all the tools away and everything but you know like you say they learn so much being and out the creativity there. as well being out there yeah they you, you can take something you know for them to play with outside but whatever you've taken probably won't be what they want to play with any of you know a, a toy is not going to be as interesting as digging in the dirt as playing with water as finding some petals and making a potion we have lots of potion making in our garden with things yeah. and yeah, I've actually lovely. considered so we have like a mud kitchen for them um and it's up on our balcony and I am I'm in an R and I'm I'm gonna ask my daughter what she'd prefer, whether to take it to the allotment. Um because then it can because obviously on a balcony it's a mud kitchen that has never seen any mud because yeah. <laughs> I mean they'll they'll play with water in it in the summer, yeah. but We've also got other things that they play water in in the summer. So I'm going to ask her whether she would prefer to take it to the allotment or or just keep it at home. So we might take that. So that would encourage, you know, more potion making and, and things like that. Actually, so. as our youngest has got older, the, the ability for them both to play together and get lost in an imaginary world for a length of time and to feel safe that they're going to be okay in the space that you're in kind of thing has grown so I think this year is going to be the best year for me for that so far with my youngest being getting towards four and my yeah. oldest ten to six they're really able to look after each other and get completely they, they're not interested in what I've got to show them to be honest they've got their own ideas of what they're yeah. doing yeah me, I can get on with a few more things that I haven't been able to do in the past but they they learn all the time they're always appearing and oh, what are you doing what are you planting oh this okay and whenever their friends come around it's like walk around the allotment and they were like this is mummy's courgettes this is where I planted my beans this is <laughs> they know it all and it's just so lovely and actually I haven't told them it specifically it's just amazing again what they've picked up I'm like I didn't know you knew that was a courgette I didn't know you knew that was a this but they yeah. just take it all yeah, one of the first things we did when we got the allotment, so when we got the allotment, um, my daughter was two and my little boy was four months. Um, and so like we'd been on the list and I, when it came up, I was like, oh no, 
like, how am I going to do this with like a two-year-old and a baby? Um, And so we quickly decided like the best thing to do was we put a very small fence around it. I was like to my neighbours, I'm like, I'm not staking my claim on my land. Like, feel free to walk on it if you wish, but I need to keep everybody. Keep the children in, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's absolutely no way when you've got like toddlers that you can take your eye off of them for a single second without a fenced area. Um, and you know, like I want eventually as they get older, I, I would love to put a pond on the allotment, but at the moment I just feel like they're a little too young, um, with it not already being there. Um, and I know, so the fence is perfect. I'm not quite sure how high it is. I would say just below knee height for me, I'm five, seven. So, um, just below knee height, the children can't get out. Um, we can step over it, um, to get in I mean we, we made like yeah. a date but last year my little boy was constantly opening the little gate that we made and getting out so I've now had to padlock it so that he can't get out um he is so different from his sister she never even attempted it like that it has always been there and he you know it, yeah he's just a little little toad but um <laughs> Yeah, just being able to, because we've got a long straight allotment, there is, you know, I can plant and glance up and they're usually doing something. She's always like, brother, come do this. Brother, come do that. (laughs) And I think this year, like you say, I think this year will be, you know, so much different. Step forward again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, it's just really nice. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And we're going to do um like more growing with my daughter even my son like even last year you know he helped me with um like planting tomatoes I mean tomato seeds are so small for like he was two last May so he'll be three this May um you know tomato seeds are very small for little hands I had like five seeds in one pot (laughs) but yeah Yeah, my most treasured memories I think of being outside as a child with my granddad you know I say um, I don't have a huge amount of experience myself but I do remember being in the garden and watching him planting things and finding it fascinating and relax you know just so relaxing and absorbing and um absolutely amazing I think any opportunities for children to be able to be in an outside space and get involved with that in an allotment or a garden is so so beneficial and so I think they'll be the memories that they'll cherish again you know yeah and there's just so much like natural learning um all the time and yeah we've had stick measuring competitions which again they self just chose to do you know they'd be like oh this is a really big stick and here's the smallest stick let me line them out then they'd line them out and they'd be like, oh I'm going to put the biggest one here and the smallest one here and that was you know I didn't direct that in any way but that's a comparison isn't it and you know they, they were working all this out and I was like I did say oh you could go and get a tape measure and see how long they are and they're like oh wow because they got the tape. <laughs> you know it's just yeah it's great isn't it yeah yeah it's just um I mean it's just fascinating just to let them let them do whatever find their way yeah. yeah and then just just watch them we had like something that fascinated everybody last year was um we hadn't been to the allotment for a couple of days and I opened the door of the allotment and a spider had obviously just given birth um <laughs> or all of the babies had just come out of the sack yeah. and uh they were everywhere I mean I'm not the great I, don't, I mean I'm not terrified of spiders but like I'd rather they yeah, exist- yeah. <laughs> yeah I'd rather they existed externally to the location that I'm in um, yeah. 
And yeah, so I opened the door, saw all of these tiny, tiny spiders, and I could see where the sack had been on like one of my um, shelving uh, bits in there. And I was like, I just immediately shut the door and was like, well, we're not going in there today. And they were like, well, what's in there? I was like, a spider's just had babies. They loved it all day because the we've got an automatic um, window opener. So the window is open and basically throughout the duration of the day, the spiders left one side, these baby spiders left one side of the greenhouse where they'd just been born and just slowly- Made their way out the window. Yeah, just trotted oh. over to the window. And it's just like things like that are just, you know, natural. At the end of the day, I like opened the, the door and I was like, thank God they've all gone. Yeah. <laughs> I get because all day I was like I'm not going in that greenhouse because if I'm I get there I am gonna freak out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. We've had various wildlife in our garden. We've had rats one year because we had so many berries, and so I mean, I think it being in the town, everyone says I can't remember what I say about how many feet you are from a rat or whatever at any one time. You know, yeah. I think they are around. Um, I don't mind rats, like pet rats. You know, lovely, but I guess you're not meant to really have too many living or walking around your space particularly because of disease and things but we've had yeah we've had quite a lot of rats we've had, obviously get mice um and our greenhouse is a great place i've had like a um load of straw stored in our greenhouse and then found like a family of mice that have made their way into it at different times and things and mm. um yeah we've had we've had we did have a family of spiders in our bathroom which you would have absolutely not loved <laughs> but I couldn't like I couldn't do anything because I can't hurt anything so I was just like yeah. well there's loads of spiders in our bathroom okay we'll have to just uh just Hope they stay up there away from us on the ceiling and not make their we, way down we have um skylights in our house because we're at the top of the building and so um our skylights actually are quite deep they're not just like a you know like a flat so we have a flat roof and um, so they're not like a flat window though they, they, they must be sort of like the depth of I guess like the insulation in the roof and, yeah. and all of that and so they're quite deep so they're almost like from where the ceiling is there's quite a bit up before there's like a curved window at the top so many spiders live up there so so many because it's slightly <laughs> vented as well um and we've got one in our bathroom and one in our hallway and they there are some big spiders that live up there and I just ignore them that's I I said so I ignore what, you you ignore me let's stay away from each other and it'll be fine. <laughs> and my husband is always like spiders are good because they they eat the little guys that you don't want around and I'm like okay whatever I just don't want to we don't, no, 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 no. let's yeah. just not come face to face with each other yeah. <laughs> um, but the worst part about that is the skylight is right over my bath so if you lay in the bath you're like directly under the skylight so I shower <laughs> Because, the opposite of a relaxing bath then yeah <laughs> I'm just saying they're like if anything drops on me yeah so yeah I tend Showering to it is. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sh the shower's up the other end of the bath that's a, yeah. it, it's so annoying because it's at the like the slanted relaxing end of the bath and the skylight's like, like dead above <laughs> I'm like no way <laughs> my husband lays in the bath like bliss and I'm like mm. yep. <laughs> yeah I can't relax knowing there's right. like uh, and a giant spider <laughs> above my head <laughs> but yeah so it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast today thank you I've really enjoyed having a chat on a Sunday morning about gardening it's yeah. Just, yeah and now I now I'm going to release you to your garden for the rest yes. of the day <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for sharing everything you did about insights into your garden and all your plans for the season so for anybody who wants to follow you and connect with you online where can they find you um, so I am on YouTube at Sundays in the Garden, where I share my um, 
things to do in different months of the year, seeds to sow in different months of the year, my vlogs, my tours and that kind of thing. And that's kind of an ever growing space that will probably evolve into all sorts of different things. Um, so I'd love to connect with everyone over there. And I'm on Instagram at Sundays in the Garden UK, again, where the community is growing and uh, yeah, any other gardeners out there who are listening who are also on Instagram, I'd love to connect with you and learn from you and we can kind of grow through the season together and get excited about everyone's success, like we were saying. It'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Get excited over each other's parsnips and carrots. Exactly. And greenhouse <laughs> building and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. yeah. It is. If you're not on Instagram, um, gardening Instagram, then get over there because best it, place to be. Yeah. it is the best place to be. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Okay. It can't just be me. I am now super excited about growing season and just diving into everything. We have been getting things ready at the allotment and uh, like I said in this episode I am a later sower I don't tend to start too early um, but I know once March rolls around I'm just going to be absolutely itching itching to get started so um thank you guys so much for listening as always you guys are the absolute best um you can come and find me over on instagram i'm there at the slow living collective and you can follow the blog theslowlivingcollective.com you can come join me in my simple and seasonal living community over on substack which is the slowlivingcollective.substack.com as always i will leave all the links below and i will leave all of sarah's links as well be sure to go and check her out as well so thank you again so much for listening to today's episode and i'll catch you all in the next one <music>